This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Warning, the following podcast may contain the shocking history of the Boysenberry, a thrilling journey into a right-wing freedom center, and a rip-roaring discussion of Knott's Berry Farm with guest Ryan Perez. Strap in for Podcast The Ride. Hello and welcome to Podcast The Ride, the podcast about theme parks hosted by three men who once counted audio animatronics as their only friends. Uh, Joining me today is Jason Sheridan. Hi. And the great... Mike Carlson. Oh, great. Okay, he got wow. a great Arbitrarily gave right. you a great and not That's nice. Jason. I thought uh, it did make me feel really good. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> and and as all, the greats. That was the Larry King movie uh-huh. on my part. Uh, you, you know, call we'll, anyone great. Like, great Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs> <laughs> it would be anyone he was talking to. <laughs> the great Will I Am. The one uh, and only Pol Pot is here. <laughs> Um, he was being nice. We'll trade it out. I'll call you great next time, and uh, I'll call Carlson Dirt. Um, hey, we're a part of Feral Audio, home to Doughboys, Beyond Yacht Rock, and many other great podcasts. Check out Feral Audio at feralaudio.com. Uh, how's everybody doing, guys? What's going on? Good. Good. I don't know. Everything's um, fine. No no recent developments? Uh, anybody's dying to get off their chests in the world of theme parks or otherwise? No, I mean, I just ate a big tuna sandwich and it's sitting weird with me. But other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> so you've got a real roller coaster ride in your stomach. Yeah, it was like a big bread bowl, basically. <laughs> and then there was tuna in it. But it was a, it was called a sandwich. But it was it was weird, and I ate all of the bread. I ate every single piece of bread, and it's bad right now. Hmm. It well, was good bread. It was good Italian. Oh, bread. we all ate. I was we pretending we didn't eat. I was oh, keeping okay. that secret. No, but we all just <laughs> ate together. So that's true. And uh, well, we don't want to sell out the restaurant, but start poking around the Burbank area. If you're in the <laughs> Burbank area, see if you can guess what was the place. Uh, I had a thing I wanted to address real quick uh, mm-hmm. because I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure when this episode. When you will be listening to this episode, listeners, uh, as we recorded, it's early October. It's the start of the Halloween season. And I feel like we should mention uh, a lot of theme parks go all out with the haunts, you know, uh, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal, not Scary Farm. Um, we are three men who do not like to be scared, <laughs> right? Yeah, like we, uh, we don't do the haunts, do we're we? We're not uh, haunt people. Yeah. Haunt the haunts. I-, I think this might be true of our guest as well. 
if I if I know him. Uh, uh, our guest is doesn't Ryan, like a good spook. Our guest is Ryan Perez. Uh, he's a great writer and actor. The uh, great and Ryan ask, Perez. He's great. Let me ask: Do you like to be spooked, Ryan? This is a very odd way to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't really build you up. As a, we gave you no credits. Before Who is this even, guy? Yes, that that I, I mean immediately I'm a pussy before anything. <laughs> <laughs> First, you know him as a pussy. <laughs> um, no other uh, achievements. Do I like the spooks or I, not? I don't really love these, uh, what are they, uh, not scary farm, uh, Halloween mm-hmm. horror night kind of thing. Like teens I, jumping out at you to be, yeah. No, I've only been to one, which was the Queen Mary. Uh, mm. I think they still do it. They would retrofit uh, their boat to be a, a haunted boat. <laughs> and then on the grounds of the Queen Mary, they would have various horror mazes and things. And I found the whole thing very stressful. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's yeah. very cheap. It's a very cheap thrill. I don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can jump out of a out from behind a thing and scare you. That's mm-hmm. not. It is. A, it is pretty true. Thing. And hiring a teenager uh, at minimum wage is probably literally cheaper than building an animatronic or uh, some kind of uh, machine to blast smoke or fog at you. Or uh, uh, and people, people. The thing that's weird to me is that people love it. It's mm-hmm. beloved. Oh, yeah. This this is this is the most popular time for all of these things. Is people go there just to do to get a teenager to jump at them. Mm-hmm. But just they also think... want to be part of the twisted mazes. Sure, <laughs> go into the world of Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> I, it doesn't. It does seem like the, those Universal Studios is. The, uh, I don't go to them really, but they're like they are supposedly good experiences for like. Horror film nerds. I don't think it's like a. a they aren't like chintzy sell outy experiences. Uh, yeah, they make really. a good set. They make the set look very authentic to whatever mm-hmm. whatever yeah. the IP is. They, they have, have a shining yeah. maze this year that looks. Oh, well, that's an great. interesting idea. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think they should do a um, a mother, a Darren Aronofsky's mother <laughs> horror house where the whole thing is a metaphor for the destruction of our planet. <laughs> is that what it is? Somebody and the was... patriarchies. <laughs> Religious control. <laughs> Scarier than any character. Um, <laughs> um, we live in a constant horror maze. We live in a horror maze. It's a it's a horror maze about me and how I use my girlfriends <laughs> and throw them away after they've become. Uh, they've given me all the uh, artistic uh, validation I need. <laughs> is it is it what is it a very personal statement on Mr. Aronofsky's part? It's the darkest part of his uh, psyche, or I mean, it's a very personal. I mean, this movie we could talk. If, if I should just have a podcast just talking about Mother, I think I could probably. <laughs> I'll talk to these feral audio guys after that and see if uh, see if after the show that yeah, that if I can have just a mo- just one podcast. It's called uh, exclaiming about Mother. <laughs> yes, <laughs> every week have a different person talking about Mother. Yeah, Mother has uh, many different kinds of themes in it: uh, an environmentalist theme, a sort of religious allegory, and a and a, a statement about. Uh, uh, artistic inspiration, hmm. um, uh, and uh, they're all pretentious. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one mild theme. Universal this year also has one uh, maze called the Horrors of Blumhouse, <laughs> which is the production company oh, yeah. that makes horror movies. Oh, so, so it's got like a that move. So, 
to like their company is a codified like it is Pixar. A thing. Yeah. Interesting. So, <laughs> you get a little of the purge, you get a little sinister, and <laughs> little a little bit of happy death day. <laughs> the upcoming uh, oh, happy so death. Oh, so it's a tease oh. for the movie Happy yeah. Death Day. But no, get out. That's their big hit. Hmm. No, I don't. I you don't, don't think they the could do a place. get out. A little yeah, touchy. I don't think they could it's do a bit. Yeah, oh, I, I want know. a sunken place ride. That would be great. <laughs> Jordan Peele went in and pitched the ride, and then somebody clinked on a glass, and uh, <laughs> his ideas were not used. I guess there'll be no ride now. <laughs> you joke. Never mind. This, it was a dumb idea. <laughs> there is an actual discussion on on the uh, Horror Nights Twitter account of someone going, "Why didn't you make a get out uh, uh, house?" and uh, did they uh, respond to that? They did. Uh, that One of the Universal Creative people were like, I need you. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to be very nice about this. Uh, I need you to think about what that movie was about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then think about why we didn't do that. That mm-hmm. we couldn't do a house. Who is the person responding? This doesn't sound like the official PR account I of Universal it, Studios. It was one of the creative people. Like, I, I don't know who exactly, but they were just like, oh, we could not the movie is a Rachel we can't do that we can't Uh, we're glad you enjoyed the movie but we could not make a haunted house it would be very inappropriate well can we send the the get out gang on a new adventure (laughs) where they're running away from more conventional villains like skeletons and goblins get out meets Freddy (laughs) this time (laughs) goblins were trying to sell me like (laughs) as a modern slave let me ask this are all the mazes in one Blum House? Is there a Blum House? Um, <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Okay, probably not. Yeah, so it's probably house. the Blum House is not a real house. Is what I is what I guess what I'm asking. I hope it's like because at the Disney Studios in Florida, you can go into a recreation of the Pixar campus. It looks like the Emeryville mm-hmm. campus of Pixar. So if they made it look like whatever the production bungalow is of Blumhouse, <laughs> <laughs> honoring the famous Blumhouse headquarters, just like a harried intern answering phones, pallets <laughs> <laughs> well, of Diet Coke um, everywhere. Uh, are you here for the haunting? Okay, well, um, just uh, have a seat. Uh, <laughs> You get to take a general at one house. <laughs> the scary thing. And then they tell you they'll call you, and they don't. <laughs> the real world is full of horrors. Blumhouse doesn't like your pitch. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The on-tap cold brew machine is not working today. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, 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 Mike, you had some uh, oh, yeah. You had some business about the, the, the horrors of... Uh, uh, that was a good viral Transition. Now you know what. So, Mike, I understand you've got some <laughs> some, some, some complaints about what you've heard of lately. So, your father used to give you a whooping, right? <laughs> uh, no, uh, what was the one where he was like, So, uh, John, I understand you're getting older. <laughs> I said that to like, John Lovitz, I think. Christian, you have some observations about the difference between men and women. <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a show called Comics Unleashed. It's hosted by a man named Byron Allen, and it's just stand ups doing their material, and he he, he, that's the uh, way he transitions. If you yeah. like your comics leashed, do not turn it. Tune in. So, comics unleashed. Also, like you'll just be watching it. Like I was watching it the other night, and and like a, like Robert Schimmel, like a dead comics <laughs> will just show up on it. There'll be four dead comedians. <laughs> like, These guys have an engraved role, though. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg, you have a you had a story about coupons. <laughs> Any young man. <laughs> I guess this. I guess he's alive. I, I 
thought he was dead. You had a soft shoe to do, is that correct? <laughs> hey, Lord Saul, what's in the newspaper today? <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, enough about Byron Allen. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so my buddy and I were at California Venture, and we're at the line. So Cars Land is, uh, you know, a, a land dedicated to the successful franchise of Cars, uh, where the cars talk, in case you have not seen these. It's Mater and Lightning McQueen, and kids like it. And I, we all probably agree we like Cars Land better than we like the movies. Cars Land is wonderful. The movies are fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in line for the big the big uh, ride called Radiator Springs Racer, they play old timey music, rock and roll, country stuff, and it's not it's like real old. It's not like new old stuff. It's really old stuff. Yeah, but sounds like a little. Bo- everyone's in like a little box. The recordings are all bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one song which I've heard before in pieces we were sitting there and we heard it uh and and we were singing the chorus of it and then we looked and we found the whole song and it's a song by bob wills and his texas and the texas playboys and it's called roly poly and i'll play here you can hear it sounds old and it's i can't believe this was i think this was like a popular song I think it's a banger. All right, so here. All right, we'll get after the piano comes up. Uh, they'll start singing. Oh wait, there's a whole intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, now we're all up and dancing. We now can't focus all... on some point you got. Right. Oh no, the fiddle's coming in. <laughs> I really planned poorly for this. There's too much now fiddle. A trash can full of stones. They're gonna rotate. Right, here we go. Hungry every minute of the day. <laughs> Roly poly, gnawing on a biscuit. Long as he can chew it, it's okay. He can eat an apple pie and never even bat an eye. He likes everything from soup to hay. Roly poly, daddy's a little fatty. <laughs> Betty's gonna be a man someday. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that should give you an idea of what the song. The song, as best I can tell, is about a man admiring his son, his chubby son. <laughs> and the chorus is "Roly Poly, Daddy's a little fatty. Betty's gonna be a man someday." And it's just like talking about how much his son is eating while he's doing chores on a farm. Gnawing <laughs> <laughs> on a biscuit. Gnawing on a biscuit, yeah. hungry every minute. Roll, uh, uh, he can eat an apple pie and never bat an eye. And then the second verse is like, scrambled eggs for breakfast, bread and jelly 20 times a day. I mean, it's uh, it's weird. I mean, it's a man who wrote like a pop song about his son overeating, mm-hmm. but it's not a fat shaming song. No, he's yeah, admiring it. Yeah, yeah. I think Let without the song, uh, uh, without Mike Huckabee's father writing him this song, <laughs> he wouldn't have achieved the success that he has in life. <laughs> that wouldn't be a shock if it was like, oh, did you know that it was written about Mike Huckabee? I'd be like, oh yeah, oh of course, okay. Well, and then Huckabee got to. Say- it to his two large sons. Yeah, he got to sing right, it to his right. Big boys. He got to clang it on the bass. 
Fox and Friends or whatever the hell show he plays. I learned on. Jam, I jammed. Oh, he on. plays on a Huckabee. Trick. Oh my um, text. <laughs> oh yeah, don't yank God, that I had cord muted. out. I forgot. Oh, it's the it's the Bob Willis and the Playboys <laughs> state. <laughs> oh, they're shutting us down. Yeah. When somebody plays one of my songs, a little fat angel gets his wings. Good luck carrying little fatty around. <laughs> Those wings think, are gonna work overtime. I don't think I'd ever heard uh, uh, Daddy's Little Fatty in like a, a pop culture reference outside. There's like one Adventure Time or something. Uh, I think like uh, uh, Ice King calls yeah. one of the penguins Daddy's Little Fatty at one yeah, point. Yeah, I don't so know if, so that's a, if that's a uh, expression, to but hear we that. were listening to because most of the songs are just about. Most of those songs in the line are just either about like rock and rolling or driving a car, and then there's this one we were like, "What the hell is, is this?" Is it mostly country music in Cars Land, or is it? Well, uh... it's outside in Cars Land. I think it's more rock and roll, '50s rock and roll, and then when you're in the line for Radiator Springs, it's more like country, old time country, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. standard type music. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it goes a little bit even. It's like older music in line for Radiator Springs. So, but it's very specifically chosen, and they really went out yeah, their way so to. Yeah, so I guess really pay attention because there must be some, might be some other weird songs, <laughs> weird old timey <laughs> songs that are playing in that line. <laughs> Women should stay in their place. <laughs> <laughs> no, what they They're like, all right, get on the car, get on the ride, and you're like, wait, what was that? No, no, no. no. <laughs> don't worry about that. You don't have no, not enough time to <laughs> register. It. Sending a subliminal message from the forties. To get me to re-adhere to traditional values. <laughs> um, um, hey, well, from one song, one cool jam to another, I'm going to transition us into today's topic uh, with a, a, a spirited song. Take you back to 1986, and uh, here we go. Can I leave? Can I do I around for the discussion? The door is locked from the outside. Oh God. And the man who's easily frightened, who wanted to talk about the place from which that song came. Uh, uh, there's a YouTube channel. You can find several employee morale building music videos, such as that was my favorite. We love the farm. There's also a what I like about oh. knots. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so check those out. Anyway, hey, today we're loving the farm. Uh, here with Ryan Perez, who you uh, now now you have some some particular childhood affection. Uh, right around that, you were probably yeah, going there. Just you went might away. Be in... It all went away. <laughs> you love it. I take it back. <laughs> you might. A bit, you could be potentially in in this video somewhere. You could have been at the park and mm-hmm. unaware. That's true. 1986. Yeah. Uh, you wow, might be on maybe, the yeah. merry-go-round. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> You're on an ostrich yeah. going by. Um, yeah. So you grew well. You because you grew up in Orange County and wait in, in Laguna Laguna Niguel or uh, Laguna, yes, Laguna, yeah. Laguna Niguel. Uh, uh, so you're the well near Disneyland, but also very near to near to Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, um, yeah. What's your what's your uh, what's your relationship with with Knott's? 
Well, Knots I've always liked because it's kind of number two. Like in this, I guess it's maybe, it might be number three, actually. I think mm-hmm. probably Universal in Southern California. Actually, b- because I, uh, Magic Mountain, I think, is also more. <laughs> so Knots is coming in at four. Actually, Knots might be the worst park <laughs> in the country, with the exception of like Action Park or whatever in <laughs> New the Jersey. Tour people's uh, yeah, yeah. open. Traction yeah. Park. Uh, yeah, but I, it has like such a huge, uh, uh, I, I'm just so, I, in my heart, it's number one. I really like Knotts more than any other. Uh, and growing up, uh, so much of the of my memories of this uh, of Knotts and really all these Southern California parks uh, have to do with my parents and my mom, uh, in particular. Uh, lived out here. She's originally from South Carolina, but moved out here at ten, in ten and lived in Anaheim. And so she has these memories of Disneyland uh, as a young woman and. Uh, going there when it was sort of a when you didn't have to pay and you would buy tickets to individual rides and everything so she has those memories her and my dad would go see bands at Disneyland uh, uh, that, this is like in an era when uh, jazz bands and uh, big band Count Basie and, and uh, Woody oh, Herman yeah. and these kinds of uh, Duke Ellington would play there. Oh, yeah, they got yeah. really legitimate groups. Yeah, and, and so, there was no admission. I didn't. I didn't think about that. So they used it just as a bandstand. Uh, uh. Yeah, at the Carnation Plaza, and uh, and so so much of growing up, these are the kind of stories that I would hear about. Like, yeah, Disneyland used to. You would just go there and dance. You know, it was not like. A, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, can, you can still actually. There's a place for it still. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, a oh, tiny there. place where like old people go and some young people to swing dance at Disneyland at night. Yeah. They tried to move it to downtown Disney, and I think it happens there sometimes too. But then they eventually brought it back to the park. Yeah, like there's, a by the there's a little area. There's a little area out the of the way yeah. where they let you swing dance. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's. I mean, it's still. I guess it's still sort of in the heritage of the park. And then uh, my mom was also a. Uh, she was a hostess set up at a, a restaurant in, um, called Shea Carey, which used to be in Orange or in Santa Ana, and it was sort of uh, one of. Uh, Southern Cal, really one of uh, Orange County's like only five star restaurants, a very uh, high quality restaurant. And there was a lot of celebrities that would come in John Wayne and Lucille Ball, and uh, Walter Knott would wow. come in as well. Uh, and so uh, she sort of had that, you know, uh, time uh, waiting on Walter Knott. And then, of all places in the world, when my parents got married in 1970, they got married at the Church of Reflections. Uh, at uh, Knott's Berry Farm, which is a little chapel uh, that sits inside of the park. And if you go there, it's still there. People still get married there to this day. Uh, But the park was very different back then. It was sort of like in the the four wedding photos that my parents have. (laughs) One of them is them in the Church of Reflections getting married, and then one of them is feeding chickens. It was like, oh, well, it's a fun place to get married. You you, uh, go to the chapel, and then you feed the chickens, and then we'll go home. Like, it was that kind of situation. I don't even know if they had rides. I think they probably had a ride or two. They were maybe starting to around then, but but they also, yeah, they didn't have an admission for a a very long time, and it yeah, it sort of came out of this tradition of, like, it was like a like a roadside 
stop. It really started as a farm, then they added this restaurant and started adding the, this like old west calico ghost town kind of stuff just to like give people something to do while they waited for the endless line. Like, cause the this chicken dinner restaurant, the line would build up for three, four hours, and well, let's give people something to do. And it so it really like very organically became a theme park and not really a premeditated. Uh, Right, yeah. and it still shows to this day that it's sort of this weird mishmash of like, ah, oh, then this grew, and then we did this and this, and it's sort of all over the place, but it still has all this old stuff. So it's a very like interesting like time capsule. Yeah, the old West vibe is still very much there. And back when I was going to it, mostly in like the early '90s, as a as a you know whatever middle school kid or whatever, we would take a middle school trip, and that would be the graduation trip. And also, Knotts had like a crazy deal. In maybe 1994 or 95, where the, it was like $15 a person after 3 or 4 p.m. So, like, during the summer, we would go multiple times. My family would go multiple times. And so, much more so than Disneyland, that was the place to go. And then also, it wasn't a particularly popular park, so you could just get on the log ride or whatever and ride it over and over and over again. And, I mean, there were just no lines for anything. And so, in a way, it was it felt like having your own little park or whatever at certain times of day you would go there like on a late august day and uh and uh you know have the park to yourself almost it's Mm -hmm. still pretty affordable compared to other it is like i think the tickets vary price-wise by season but like if we went down tomorrow i think it's like 45 dollars to get it and it's one of those where like you give us 80 bucks you can come in whenever you want for a year oh yeah like whatever you want like because it's they want people people there yeah which and which I think is nice. It is an unfortunate thing about Disneyland that it's getting more and more and more expensive, and now there's add-ons to get you like more better access to the rides. It really is yeah. becoming, you know, yeah. You, it's so insane for a giant family to go to Disneyland. So for there to be like a a fun local place that is not bank breaking, I think is cool. And it it's unique in the history of theme parks, and that like both Disney and Universal were made by movie companies. You know, they were made by movie companies featuring their properties. And this, like you said, Scott, was a roadside attraction that just grew and grew and kind of evolved into a park. Mm-hmm. And has never really retained any kind of property other than the Peanuts, which it yeah. has that association with. But That, I think, is because of Cedar. It's owned by the Cedar Fair Company now, which runs uh-huh. Cedar Fair and uh, in Pennsylvania, Dorney Park. Uh, and a bunch of other parks around the country, and I think a lot of those parks have the uh, the Peanuts characters. But I think Peanuts was or, first. And I think license. they now have oh, spread did. under that general license. The Peanuts also it was uh, Camp Snoopy is the Peanuts area, and it used to be Camp Snoopy in the middle of the Mall of America uh, as well. I'm not sure oh, how affiliated yes. those things were, but two big yeah. uh, two Camp Snoopy locations well, and odd places. I have been. I mean, we went, Scott Ryan, and we were there once. And oh, yeah. we saw... oh, this is the last time I was there. This is about three years ago. Probably. Okay, because it was there was an ice show. It was oh. a Peanuts ice show. A Snoopy on <laughs> ice. Great, yes, Snoopy <laughs> on ice. And one of my greatest memories is Snoopy at the very end. Uh, dancing to Opa Gangnam Style. <laughs> oh my. That's like my platonic so. ideal for entertainment. <laughs> yeah. It's, this was very disappointing because I had never seen Snoopy on Ice and I thought, oh, it'll be a, uh, you'll go see Snoopy on Ice and it'll be Vince Guaraldi music and it'll sort of have the, <laughs> like, it'll be like an ice show that that has the sweet feeling of a Peanuts <laughs> Christmas special and it was the most obnoxious uh, thing I've ever seen. There was, I believe one life. of the routines was set to the Sugar Ray cover 
murder of Abracadabra. <laughs> and then there was like maybe a Weird Al song or like was Eat It in there or something or there oh was God, like maybe. food. There was a whole kitchen oh. section. But it was just like humans. Snoopy was the only one who was a character. He was the only one on ice. Just local Every- talented ice dancers. And like we were sitting in the front row and we were getting hit by like just the spray, <laughs> the, the ice shark. spray <laughs> in the face. Did you ever see, did you ever go to a park that had Star Trek on ice? What? <laughs> that was in uh, what the uh, hell? King's Dominion. Another Cedar Fair-owned park now was one of the Paramount-branded parks uh, in the 90s. And uh, a lot of these regional parks, for whatever reason, yeah, they tend to have ice shows, I guess, because they're cheaper than stunt shows wow. to make. You just need some ice skaters. What but, was the narrative of that? I cannot remember. But there was definitely. Oh, they're on an ice they, oh that's well. That <laughs> makes know, a lot of sense. I'm gonna guess. But I think was, it, it, they played this music. They played the Star Trek music, uh, like like you would think, like you thought with the Vince Guaraldi music would play with Snoopy. This was like the next generation. Next generation We're, was on at the time. Oh, well, there's probably a video of this. We got yeah, to we got we got to do a whole thing on this. Um, <laughs> what, what were the characters? <laughs> I think, were the characters like Picard? Was Picard on ice? I think it was like generic. Crew oh. members, well, and then maybe some Klingon. I think there were t- two Klingons. Did like Klingons a ice skating? Ice. I, <laughs> I, I, wow. We got, well, I don't we'll, think I'm we'll making this up. We'll come back to this. We'll come back to That's what like people outside the thing said when they looked at the marquee. <laughs> Klingons ice skating. Uh, now this I gotta see. <laughs> yeah. And the, God, that does sound really awful and great. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that Knotts has. Right now, that's like uh, an IP is uh, Elvira is doing a Halloween show. I She's saw been doing that. it for many years. Yes. Or last year, I believe. Little this kids is, out is this there, the last year? I think maybe. We know you love Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> You're clamoring for more Elvira. Every, I don't know, uh, my little niece, 10 years old, she says, I want Elvira. Where do we go to see Elvira? I go, there's a place. That's very farm. Where do we see her do what Elvira does? You yes. know, Elvira's act. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, this it's like an old cabaret act essentially or I don't know, I haven't seen it. <laughs> is that what a, a yeah, time. I don't actually She tells she jokes, use... I think. Okay, sure. I think yeah. it's like the Bill and Ted Halloween special the thing they did at Universal. Are they still do it in Florida? Is that right? The Bill this and is Ted the last show? year, the one in Florida. All right, it's all oh, ending. Man, all these all special down. Halloween shows are Wait a minute, ending. It's not I can't be the real actress that plays all vinyl. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. So Cassandra she does Peterson. shows? Yes, she does mm-hmm. like five shows in a week. She like lives in Buena Park for the Halloween season. It's wow. like a cabaret yeah. residency. Just mm-hmm. interesting at Halloween that there's an exclusive place you could. See I like Elvira it. I mean, and it's yeah. That. yeah. All kidding aside, about Elvira, it's pretty cool that <laughs> Elvira's down in Buena Park for a month. That's yeah. great that she yeah. just has a residency yeah. for the month. That's terrific. Now that you it know isn't... it's not a regional Elvira. So <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> weird knockoff Elvira. On all the oh. cedar points, there's a different young girl playing Elvira. No, that wouldn't be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real it would, deal. You would you would see right through that. The real uh, cleavage. Uh, isn't that the thing? I don't know anything about Elvira. That seems to be a big... Uh... Elvira, was that was her thing. She was sexy. She was sort of a sexy vampire. I think Vampira sued her. Yeah, yeah. 80s. She stole wow. Vampira's gimmick, supposedly. Um, but she's she... a Groundlings... Character. Yeah, she is because she's in the actress is in uh, what's her name? Cassandra Peterson. I she's in Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. That's right. Yeah, and um, there's a moment. Uh, I, my memory of Elvira, I might be wrong about this, but it was like as a little kid staying up to watch Saturday Night Live. 
sometimes it would be the, my two memories was it would be like uh, preempted because of wrestling, which was a bummer, which because I was not a wrestling watcher, and uh, it also preempted because Elvira would sometimes come on. Uh-huh. I feel like uh-huh. you'd be like, "What's I, Elvira doing?" Now? I saw. I think up until a couple of years ago, she had a show still at like midnight on NBC or whatever channel, and it would just be like Mystery Science Theater, but uh, the like maybe a tenth of the jokes mm-hmm. and I literally mean to say she would she it would be like play a minute of the movie and it would be like a wolf man and like a little circle would appear in Elvira and she'd be like this looks like my last ex-boyfriend and then like the circle would close <laughs> and then it would be a minute and then another minute and then she would come back in with another joke oh she would and host a movie she would host basically oh. like a bad movie like but, a Goulardi or a, a Joe yeah, Bob so Briggs. it was yeah. the same kind of horror movie host gimmick mm-hmm. but it seemed like there was they just probably had like 30 of them and they would just put these in different movies and they were the most generic because she was literally like my ex-boyfriend <laughs> oh, huh and like rolled her eyes for any and it could be any weird looking wow. thing or guy wow i don't know that that's true but it felt like it it felt like they were so not mm-hmm. specific to whatever i was watching the production value sure is hokey of what's going on behind <laughs> yeah whoa <laughs> Right. Generic comments to comment on an old movie. That's like a reverse dream on. That's <laughs> like if you put dream on in a thing that made it go backward, it would be watching an old movie uh-huh. with contemporary comments that don't apply to it necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> you know, Wait, what channel was, was, yeah, dream was HBO on? Dream on? Dream, yeah, that so, was so HBO. This would be I don't think I ever saw OBH. any. Oh, you got to watch a Dream On. That's one. Dream On is one of those uh, HBO shows that, like, uh, HBO Go or Now has disavowed. Like, I don't what think it's... What was it? I, I'm... I don't think it's in the collection of really? old shows that you can pull up on HBO. But, but I mean, what, like, what uh, happened? On, like, I, I thought I knew what what it was, but I, I can't Dream On? Now. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 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 Dream On was, it was about a guy... Who, uh, hell, it was Brian Ben-Ben was the guy, and the idea was that as a kid he'd watched all this old television, and so as he's going through his daily life, dating and uh, troubles at work or whatever, it would cut to uh, clips from old TV shows to punctuate uh, what was going on. So he's in bed with a woman, and he's having a hard time getting the bra off or whatever, and then it would cut to (laughs) an old uh, movie where a guy's trying to defuse a bomb or something, and and that was how the show worked. Wow. Would it be a rights issue? Oh, probably. That's on, true. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they have like their old horny shows and stuff? Like the real sex? Do they have all those or whatever? Like the... I think they have like Some one or them. two real sexes, but not the entire collection of real sex. Also, maybe a rights issue. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Real sex is so funny because it was like real sex 57. As, well, let's just make it a series. Why are we Why are we doing real <laughs> sex off. one million bajillion gajillion? <laughs> yeah, they like, have to keep three numbers. Yeah. yeah. Like Chicago albums. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Roman numerals. I, I'm gonna I'm jumping around in order of things a little bit here, but this this kind of dovetails into I found a uh, YouTube oddity of a of a weird cable show that seemed to be a cable show that was on, but it could have been like a presentation, and there were just uh, uh, clips from it. It was just cut up into parts, but it but it's uh, there was a show called Dinosaurs. 
that was hosted by G- Gary Owen from Laugh-In. Is that right? <laughs> That's who Gary Owen is? Uh, um, uh, but it got, yeah. yeah, announcer, he voice. He was the announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, he, uh, but there was a, sh- a show about dinosaurs where they like explored the modern fascination with dinosaurs and went to like weird road stop uh, places that have dinosaurs, like the place on the way to Palm Springs. Uh, uh, and there was a... <laughs> so I found a clip of Gary Owen and the other host going on this ride, Kingdom of the Dinosaurs, which yes. is a dark ride, a sadly departed uh, a dark ride that uh, that Knott's Berry Farm used to have. And you can watch it. <laughs> it's not an edited segment of him on the ride. It is just raw footage <laughs> pointed the, at the host, and you don't really see what's around him too much. And you can hear the director in the other car giving ideas of lines and things for for the, for him to say so you'll hear some mumbled thing and then Gary Owen will repeat it back such as they pass by like a big you know like lava flow something that looks looks real hot and Gary Owen says I'll have my fillet medium rare please oh <laughs> that's riffs on that's good and then later they pass by a, a particular animal and Gary Owen says ah oh, look at a saber toothed executive oh <laughs> this sounds like this whatever director was feeding him lines this sounds like Scott Gardner's dream job <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like everything you're mentioning this because you you want to see if there's a contemporary so, example of this. Right? If any aspiring <laughs> sizzle reel creators out there, are. Is there, there's an 80 year old announcer that you can feed lines to. Like, oh, looks like my mother-in-law. Wait, right, like, yeah, huh, lines about theme parks uh, through a voice that I can do very readily. I um, um, I rode Kingdom of the Dinosaurs uh, a bunch because it was one of those rides with no line. If you went in the to the park in like 1994 no mm. line yeah. and I had my little sister Carly at the time she was uh, four or five years old uh, loved dinosaurs and so we would jump on that ride and it was a it was a good ride mm-hmm. can I ask uh, it, was it a slow moving ride yes uh, I someone who grew up in Orange County and used to go to Knott's a lot told me once that there is a ride at Knott's that teenagers would go on to make out, like a Tunnel of Love kind of ride. And I think it might be the Dinosaurs ride because it was dark and slow. I've heard about teenagers making out before. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds interesting. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know about this. I don't know about teenagers making out. But it was definitely slow enough. Okay. Every ride at Knott's Berry Farm is slow. Slow. (laughs) The Calico Mountain thing is slow. The the log ride is slow. Uh, I can't think of one that's not the slow. wagon the train uh the train which by the way gets robbed mm-hmm. uh have you been on have you been on the train train during a robbery you know i haven't actually i, I haven't forgot either. that they did that oh it's great it's one of the great i think it's be- this is in many ways i think the train at knots is better than the train at disneyland there's a robbery on there's a thing. robbery they should brand it to be like a uh Assassination of uh, Jesse James by the Calisopper <laughs> Ford ride. <laughs> um, I I saw a video of that too that had a great uh, uh, theme park joke where one of the guy like one of the. <laughs> The cowboys is like pointing out people on the ride, like uh, like yeah, I know all these people. There's Billy Sue, there's uh, Billy Joe, and there's Billy Goat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, sir. I didn't mean to. Good, uh, clean fun. I like yeah. that's what yeah. like yeah. this. I think I think I feel like everyone laughed a little earnestly at that, right? Yeah. 
Um, good for that cowboy. There's a lot like with 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 knots. It does feel like because they do like a whole old west town, and there's a lot of there's a lot even more like characters, people in character, people yeah. that'll you'll mm. talk to the sheriff in front of the the jail, or you'll talk. There'll be a guy in a rocking chair that'll razz you as you walk by. Like mm-hmm. there's a little more interactivity than there is at Disney. I feel like one it, of the great knots attractions is, and I th- believe it's still there. But this was a, this was a family tradition growing up. Is there is a jail cell with a wooden carved character in it who's called Sad-Eyed Joe. <laughs> and you can go up to the... My parents knew the trick where you can go up and talk to the guy that does the voice beforehand and give him an information. Mm-hmm. And so we went... I remember one time going with my little sister and and uh, my mom goes back there and gives him information. And then through the little thing, he says, Hey, how you doing, Carly? Uh, how's your brother Ryan? And how's first grade? And I heard that you're here for da-da-da-da. And it blows the kid's mind because Sad-Eye Joe knows mm-hmm. everything about wow. the, the kid. It's a... Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save 40% site-wide. 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I, that's like one of the great... I mean, imagine being a little kid and that happens. It's terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you, you wouldn't be able to put it together. That's really like magical. Like a Santa Claus type experience. How did they know? Yeah. That's pretty neat. There's a... Uh, there's a wooden character who is no longer at Knott's that I found in one of those. If you go to Barnes and Noble, there's like a sepia tinted book that tells you about the history of oh, a local the area. Historic images of the world, yeah, of yeah, America. Yeah. And yeah. I, I found one for Knott's Berry Farm, and they had a local character who I can only assume they have retired, who is Wing Lee, the Chinese laundry man. Ah, oh, no. oh no! Oh <laughs> no! He had a sign on his, oh, no. at his laundry display. That says no, no, no ticky, no oh. shirty. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, no that shirty. The ears, I thought the phrase it? was no ticky, no laundry. That's the phrase I've 
Mm. Been, this I've was heard. Tiki and Shirty with <laughs> double E's. Oh. Uh, so bad on you for that one, uh, Knots. Although I have also seen some uh, uh, touting of the fact that they do acknowledge the role of the, of Chinese Americans in building the railroad. Like they they like there are uh, Chinese robots on, the, <laughs> on those rides on the uh, uh, on, on the mine. Well, on the mine. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's good. I think I saw a site that claimed that that was good. I so I will go good. along yeah. with that and say that it, that it's good. Yeah. Uh, there is um, also Knotts is also home to uh, dioramas, right? Of all the missions. In California, am oh, I is that imagining? still there? I can't remember that. I, I feel like I heard they started putting those back in. Uh, full huh. disclosure: I have never been to Knott's Berry Farm. So oh my are, god! Uh, I I want to go down there, and this is all just making me even more excited to see all this. You would really love it, and I. Uh, You'll yeah. never come back. I'll never. Well, I love chicken dinners. Uh, Knott's also where they originally grew boysenberries. They're famous. Oh yeah. For well, that. yeah. well, we should talk about the man who started it all. Yeah. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. And well, not your mom's friend. Uh, what, did, did you get anything out of her? Like, what's uh, do we know about the guy? Uh, oh no! Other than they came into the restaurant with his wife, and uh, mm. they were all very Cordelia. Cordelia, mm-hmm. the lovely Nuts. Cordelia, who cooked all the herself? chicken dinners herself. Mm-hmm. She really is to blame, or to blame. She's really, <laughs> that's not the right <laughs> word. Uh, she should get the credit there for you go. Uh, the positive word for uh, for kicking off the whole thing because it really it was though they had a successful farm, it was the chicken dinners that caused this influx of people to come in and ultimately grew the place into a theme park. And she's still, like, through the 70s, if you went and got a boysenberry pie there, it was very possible that Mrs. Knott made it herself. Wow. Kinda that crazy. would be amazing, to get mm-hmm. a Mrs. A lit, a, one that she touched with her hands. Mrs. <laughs> uh, Knott touched this pie. I didn't Did, really... Hopefully she signed it in some way. If she could, like, kind of autograph the, the <laughs> She crust. had a signature mm-hmm. uh, way that she would d- decorate the crust, Mrs. perhaps. Mrs. K., uh, uh, so I, I didn't know this, but but Walter Knott teamed up early on in his farming career with Rudolph Boysen, and they created the Boysenberry. Oh, boy. That wasn't Boysenberry. the thing that existed. I heard this other version of it where that's that's kind of clunkier and more confusing where a guy is he like... He knew of this guy, Rudolph Boysen, who was the head of parks in Anaheim, and said, I heard you tried to make a berry, and it didn't really work out for you. And he said, oh, I just got a couple of vines of it left. Here, you take them. See if you have any luck. And then it flourished for some reason at Knott's, which that seems like I'm worried that that's a cover for, like, he stole the berry. Yeah, that seems like he stole the berry, if that's, if that's, where did you, I mean, mine is just some Wikipedia. Uh, mine is pr- probably a website that got it from Wikipedia. Sure. Uh, <laughs> We're all just <laughs> using the same barely sourced material. Yeah. We need you guys need to go uh, like talk to the farmers. You need yeah. to get out there in the field and get write the definitive berry theft. Who made the yeah well, expose? Let me, let me throw another one in too, which, which is that it's possible that Boysen originally got it from a guy named John Lubin, and that he called them Lubinberries, and that and whatever maybe this was just a chain of lies on Wikipedia or wherever I saw it, but that Lubin might have taken it from Luther Burbank. Who is the person <gasps> the founder who of Burbank. founded the very city we're in right now? So there's a lot of weird stuff going on with the history of the Boysenberry. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah, huh. not clear. I like this kind of old timey 
fight, though, like I, you know, if we were all fighting one day about, like, no, it's the Carlson Berry. Um, I, no, Jason stole the Carlson Berry from him. And You'll he, never prove that, old boy. <laughs> the Sheridan Berry. It just sounds better to the ear. <laughs> We've given the public what they want. Nobody, um, nobody would buy a Carlson Berry barf. Um, shared. We should all. We should all uh, uh, wish that we could be so successful to have a berry and to have a, a tangible skill such as crossbreeding mm-hmm. berries to get. What is that? How do you do that to begin with? That's a very good question. Yeah, I don't know. It's you, like when you go to wineries and you start. They start explaining how they make the wine, and you get bored immediately and just want yeah, the, the wine yeah. samples. Yeah, yeah. Um, Coppola does it. He's out there. <laughs> does he explain it to and, you? I, I'm making grapes. <laughs> I am. Um, I got the best grapes, Sophia. Come try these grapes. I don't want to direct movies anymore. No, I just want to play with grapes. <laughs> I was thinking about putting a red grape and a white grape together. Um, <laughs> it came out gray. Who would have thunk? Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Walter not uh, famously friends with Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, visit I, each other's parks I, that's what, and steal each other's ideas. Like it's, it's unclear if they were like because some people say they're friends. There's a lot of misinformation. I feel like some people are like yeah. we don't know if they were like really friends. They were like competitors, but I don't know if they were truly like friends. But the one thing is clear: they certainly stole ideas from each other. Yeah, yeah. and like like the log flume ride at Knotts clearly influenced then Splash Mountain later, which isn't Walt's creation, yeah. but... But mm-hmm. the mine train through Nature's Wonderland at Disneyland. Yeah, like, Walt stole that, that right away from... The Calico. Wait, no, didn't that... That predated, I think. Uh, I'd have oh, to did be it? Sh- I, I think uh, Calico mm. mine ride is not happening until the 60s, but what the, the big thing... I, I could be wrong about this, but I think the big <laughs> thing that influenced Walt... Disney was the like hidden uh, lines that there's the story where that that ride the Calico Mine ride that uh, Walt Disney got on it because he thought there was no line and then he got it in and the line was hidden in the rock work uh, um, instead of just sitting out in like a boring kind of back and forth queue like which is all Disneyland had up to sure that point. yeah so the idea of like the the line is also part of the theming. Waltz definitely was influenced by all these the, the nicer word uh, uh, by by nuts. Yeah, and you're getting like an uh, you're you're looking at some cool stuff and it's air conditioned and the idea of a yeah. lot of the line is indoors as opposed to all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're not yeah you're not sitting out in the sun and, and it and, and it's more inviting if you you know if you see a, a if you see a ride with a three hour line outside you know you might skip it but if you don't know how long it is and it's all hidden then sure. Um, Scott is indeed correct. Hey, about the, the oh, lines. Okay. All right, let's not credit it. Well, yeah. What else though in this back and forth? Oh, I think well. One thing <laughs> I've, I discovered in the history of it that, um, yeah, it didn't. It, it was just an open gate park uh, um, until 1968 when there was a bunch of vandalism. <laughs> so they had to build a wall to keep people out of the park. And only then did they charge admission. Wow. Which actually, I'm not sure when Disneyland became an admission park. They um, held on to the, the ticket booklets. For a while, and, and used them maybe? in Florida hmm. too, because uh, I remember my dad talking about having when they went down to Orlando in the seventies, they they were still using the ticket booklets. Okay, um, 
Yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, it, do, it does seem like they bounced back and forth in terms of like figuring out how the modern theme park works. One thing on those ticket booklets, are you talking about the, you said the, the in Orlando or? Uh, uh, yeah, at Disneyland and Disney World, they used to, you would the pay. The e-ticket book and D-tickets. Uh, e- e-ticket book, yeah, yeah, e-ticket. Yeah, my, yeah my, my parents would use that phrase, e-ticket ride. One time years ago, when the movie Waterworld came out, I saw... <laughs> <laughs> the, at the premiere they interviewed James Kahn and uh, he walked out and said uh, they said what did you think of Waterworld James Kahn and he says uh, oh it's great it's an e-ticket ride oh <laughs> <laughs> said that phrase at, did he think of that before did someone ask him to say it that I way I think that was how he described a really fun ride was that's you. that's how you would describe a thrilling experience that was the vernacular at yes. the time yeah. I guess yes. so people well this is just, 1995 yeah so this is 1995 the vernacular yes but and, as and, an old man who had yeah. gone to right, Disney right, World right. I'm sure and theme park enthusiasts still refer to like you know the Big marquee, your Space Mountain's haunted mansion. Oh, so that's still. Oh, so that's yeah. still in the. Okay. I mean, like kids don't maybe know kids that, don't. but like no. yeah, they, the inside the engineering like and then yeah. weirdos that do podcasts certainly know. Well, <laughs> this is more of a D ticket than an E. You know, yeah. <laughs> the thrill. The robots aren't quite as good uh, on this ride as they would those, be on an E ticket. Those know what they would have charged. Only the head moves on this, not the arms. The those arms new obviously... Star Wars rides could be F ticket. They could go. Bigger than anything we've seen F, before. Yes. They are saying they want these to be F tickets. These Star Wars. They've used that phrase. They yeah, want to go beyond least, E with the big with the big ride through one. This probably the not big. the best oh, thing that boy. the letter after E is a big old F though. <laughs> you mean because oh, no, of F, F, is, F is failing or F, be- yeah. grade is good? <laughs> <laughs> it's like bad. Taking like shut up, say bad and They mean good now. Um. Uh, uh, more on Walter Knott from his obituary in the New York Times from 1981, which the headline is very funny. It's Walter Knott of Knott's Berry Farm is dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's what they wrote. Blunter time. Like, okay. Like, not like kindly old man passes away. It's like, no, he's dead. Jam, it, jam jars across America emptied to half full yeah. in respect. <laughs> was he uh, preserved in any form? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Save it for Mr. Owens's <laughs> special. Was he preserved? <laughs> uh, he was described as a trim and spunky man, <laughs> and personified. This is weird. The personified the spunky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh Wiley! I got a new rat idea. Trim I got a new jam idea too. Can spunky. I write obituaries? <laughs> <laughs> this spunky man deceased. I don't know what this. Somebody, maybe somebody knows where this comes from. Personify the rags dash torriches, which obviously is rags to riches, but I don't know the spelling. R a g s dash t o r i c h e s. Like, what is that? For? Does anybody know what that's from? Spelling rag. Spelling rags to riches like this as one word. Rags to riches. Rags to riches. Is that from something? This is just a poorly written piece of <laughs> shit you're reading, and I don't know what any of it means. Okay. James Kahn coined that term. Um, uh, uh, he was a very conservative man, which yeah, we he found was, out. He was more politically active than Disney, right? Yes. That's what we're saying. Uh, uh, and he... He was... Uh, so, maybe... So, he has the full Independence Hall, also, which is in uh, Knott's Berry Farm, which yeah. is still there. Um, but also, he... Uh, financed a lot of conservative endeavors, <laughs> which, uh, you know, is probably very bad. They, he, like, gave out pamphlets in Knott's Berry Farm, potentially, about conservative ideals. 
Mm. Yes, it's, he. Yeah, Jason. And the uh, can-can dancers of the Calico Saloon would often spout uh, anti-communist <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> he so yeah he had a uh, uh, he had a freedom center in the park. He called it. Uh, and it mm. produced pamphlets and film strips extolling free enterprise and self-sufficiency <laughs> and deploring big government and taxes. <laughs> so do you have any recollection? <laughs> As a child, do you remember going to the Freedom now Center? Now that's an e-ticket, maybe. Oh, Freedom <laughs> Center. I don't know that's how That's an long... e-ticket for Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this at all. The Freedom I mean, he died in 81, so maybe as soon as he was dead, they're like, shut the they're Freedom like, Center down. Get the Freedom Center out of here. No, I don't remember of any course, Mr. Not, we will keep the Freedom Center alive and burning bright. It's um, funny to think about now because I feel like people who don't live in California, when you talk about California in terms of national politics, it's always like, oh, it's a blue state, it's a blue state. Yeah. But there is a there's a huge conservative streak in Cal. I mean, Orange County gave us Richard Nixon and Ronald. Mm-hmm. Both were lo- Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan were both California politicians before becoming president. And uh, Orange County sells a lot of. Very conservative pockets. Yeah, when I was a kid growing up, I lived in the most conservative congressional district in the entire country. Wow, um, it was the most conservative. I believe so. In the in the mid nineties, it was, oh, yeah. and uh, I remember hearing that in school and thinking, like, oh shit. Now it's, just, <laughs> now it's, it's the chillest conservative <laughs> county. It's the most relaxed. Uh, um, uh, they I say, sh- oh sorry, they, they say that uh, um, Walter Knott and Carl Karcher. But, uh, Carl Karcher also came into my mom's restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. A different, not his own. <laughs> and Walt Disney. Every, these are, these guys all wow. came into the Shea really? Carey. Yeah. That's wow. wild. Shea yeah. That's wild. We haven't previewed this, and it's only 49 seconds. I found a clip from the Freedom Center. <laughs> Whoa. It's Clip Currency of Orange County uh, Archives. It's from 1964. Okay. So, it's 40, so who knows? We'll see what this is. I think that if we are ever going to eliminate poverty in America, it will have to be done through the free enterprise system and certainly not by government. That was Walter Knott, owner of Knott's Berry Farm, a family entertainment center near Los Angeles. Last year, nearly two million dinners were served here, with Walter's wife Cordelia in charge of the kitchen. The farm is a huge playland, and Walter Knott makes sure that his employees share in the profit. He also puts his ideas into action in other ways. He has established in a rehabilitated farmhouse the Freedom Center, a bastion in a one-man program to bulwark certain of our liberties, which he believes are being eroded by authoritarian ideologies of the right and left. <laughs> wow. That does wow. not beat around the bush either. Authoritarian ideology. <laughs> <laughs> you would be a kid sitting there listening to that in the Freedom Center. It it is funny how um like nowadays wow. people talk about like oh the Trump administration has has destroyed decorum and that sort of thing but like Back then, you would be hearing that about, like, our boys shipping off to Vietnam. Do, 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 do. Like, and it's just like these insidious things would be presented with, like, wholesome Leave it to Beaver background music. I mean, even the Iraq War, like, that that was a thing where it was like, well, everyone is uh, very composed. All the politicians are very composed and professional, but they still sold, like, this crazy, like, war. 
Well, look, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah, yeah. Jason, that's come true. On, let's I mean, you get that so freedom you like center. Now. You, what you're saying is you like it now, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Jason crass, Sheridan I'm is a on the man. record for saying he likes it now. <laughs> he likes this Trump is now better. the second episode in a row <laughs> yes. where this bit is going. <laughs> Trump tells it like it is. He doesn't underscore things no. in some old film strip he doesn't soundtrack. Need, yeah, some old yeah. like land of chocolate. Homer Simpson music to play while he's Trump saying Trump something horrible. Need full sentences to get his idea across. Every day he becomes more presidential. <laughs> In fact, I think we should bring back that Freedom Center, bulldoze that restored Calico Mine train. <laughs> I think he Trump would have gotten bored midway through the clip you just played. <laughs> he would have drifted off and started tweeting, um, or just pulled out his emergency McDonald's bag. <laughs> Oh, we're almost sorry. I couldn't hear it. Um, Man, so there you go. That's the history. The um, history of knots. But you know what? They got less conservative as time went on because in the 80s, they opened two hot dance clubs for teenagers. <laughs> one called Studio K and the other one called Cloud Nine. Uh, you could go see uh, uh, you could go see all the hottest DJs from K-Rock. Richard Blade would be there. This is on the premises Richard of... Richard Blade? <laughs> yeah. I forget who that was. I don't know who that is. Uh, um, I, I saw him in a little uh, pamphlet about Studio K. Uh, that's another little back and forth Disneyland Arms War, which I'm sure we'll, I hope to God we talk about in a later episode because Disneyland opened the teen nightclub video Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they both had competing teen. Well, now, what dance happened clubs. to these clubs? How come they don't? They well, I were, believe there was a around. stabbing at one. Oh. <laughs> or what, like oh, one, was there an incident at one of them? Or maybe in the parking lot? I think lot, it was in like the parking lot during Videopolis. Yeah, something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, when when teens dance, they start getting rowdy and they get. They get uh, violent and horny, I guess, and that's a bad. Probably mix. why they had to close down Kingdom of the Dinosaurs. <laughs> pregnant on the ride, and people were just getting too horny on the damn ride. There was a custody battle between the mother, the father, and the dinosaurs. <laughs> Technically, I caused this. <laughs> that was a T-Rex. That baby is property of the Knot family. <laughs> so when you, Ryan, when you were a kid, though, you never like saw the dance club and were like, "Let me in." Never saw the dance club, but an average knots thing would be we would uh, it was an easy relatively easy park to sneak food into, mm-hmm. and so that was another. <laughs> you would either eat at the chicken restaurant or if it was a uh, on a on a sort of a, a more money saving day, you could sneak like a bunch of sandwiches into the park and ride on. Uh, th- there was a. Um, a parachute ride or a sky drop ride that was very scary. Yeah, um, no longer there, I don't think. Yeah, no longer. So many of these things are now gone. Yeah. Um, uh, there was the mine ride, of course. There was the uh, Bigfoot Rapids uh, mm-hmm. ride where uh, you would get Still soaked around. and then go into the... Uh, uh, where, where, where is it that we went? Oh, the, the mystery lodge. The mystery lodge. Yeah, that's oh, what that's I was gonna. Yes, that's the first. That was the thing you were. Do you know about this, Jason? Scott I... was most excited, I think, to show me the mystery lodge. <laughs> well, I did not know what it was. Wife One of the could great... not have been less excited. Like, again, we're doing the. Ge- she might have just not done it. Uh, um, no patience for dull, dull 
shows. He's like, I would rather look at this grass than <laughs> go into the mystery she, lodge. She can like, sit uh, quietly, uh, and I think she did. Is um, it like Twin Peaks uh, is Black Lodge? <laughs> is it like a place where everything is, oh, I wish. is weird? No, no, no. Don't Maybe order. it is, though. Am I prepared to explain Mystery Lodge? I, mean, I think you have to at least give a brief a uh, brief. It's a thing that was at like a Vancouver World's Fair Expo kind of thing, and they just moved its uh, lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, <laughs> lock and stock. I'm not sure there's a, a barrel in this ride. <laughs> that'd, be more ex- that'd be too exciting. Uh, uh, but it was like, it's a, it's a slightly multimedia show where a wise old Indian tells tales of... Of, um, he tells a tale about a raven <laughs> that pretends to be an owl. Oh, the raven, what a trickster. And also, <laughs> before you go in, they admonish you very heavily, like, show respect to this thing. This is like Native American history and show, like, don't make, they would, they would be mad at me if I did the voice. Well, actually, a lot of people would probably be yeah, mad yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, We're going to get a problem online. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, Yes, it's like this is very serious history, and then you walk in and it's an animatronic <laughs> Native American. Well, no, you know what it is? Is there's a it's it's like a performer who is doesn't actually yeah, speak. Yeah. He performs to a lip synced track, and he wears an old Indian mask over his face to make him what? look like an old man, and he's like hunched over. Uh, uh, it's a kind of a magic show that he's interacting with a projected bird, like the haunted it's like mansion. A ghost. screen. There's a screen in between that looks like it's just a mirror, but the mirror is actually. So that like is a real a projection. Man. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! I thought, you thought it was, it was a robot. robot. <laughs> I thought it was wow. a very sophisticated wow. robot. Should be underselling the show. That yeah. would be one of the greatest robots of all time. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Knotts has restored a lot of their classic rides in recent years and uses this uh, uses Garner Holt, the same animatronic manufacturer that Disney uses to repair. And oh, yeah, the mine ride has better uh, I was, animatronics. Yeah. I was told because I hadn't didn't go like seven, I, like eight or, eight years ago. The mine ride, which is you go through this mine and you see a bunch of robots like working in horrible conditions in a mine, <laughs> breathing in, you know, getting black lungs. Conservative values. Yeah, yeah, conservative values. <laughs> but they got that Asian one, <laughs> so everything's all right. Everything's fine. Um, but the, I was told, I, and I didn't see this, that like if you went on that ride eight or nine years ago. All of the characters were melting. All the <laughs> skin was like melting off of them. And before the restoration happened, you—it was a nightmare ride of like all these men's faces were falling off. And then they went in and did a full scale, like uh, you know, cleaning up of the whole yeah. thing, which they did a, a great job. And this here's a thing to. Uh, uh, congratulate Knotts on the recent past. Really great job restoring that ride. Did they restore also the the Calico Mine Ride, or was that just uh... Uh, the Mine Ride and the Log? Yeah, the oh, log they both, both of them have gotten recent. Yeah, overall. Yeah, so. yeah, they're they're both great and re- really fun, unique experiences, and good reasons to go there. I also just went to they. I just checked out the the Chicken Dinner Restaurant, which they have recently remodeled, mm. and now it's like a cool. Gastro pub kind of place. <laughs> Wait, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Cordelia's restaurant. <laughs> no, they didn't. It's like still homey. I mean, it's like as cool. That as sounds a, like a bummer. It's actually. as cool as like an Applebee's would be. Oh, I think, that no, sucks. It, you dig it though. I think. Really? It, 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 yeah, it doesn't feel like. Is just it the like same a week as we were? Weren't you telling me there was a TGI Fridays in the park? It's across there the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a TGI Fridays, but it's on site. Mm-hmm. That's another There's great an thing on-site. about Knott's. There's an on site TGI Fridays that you don't have to, don't have to pay admission to get to. Mm-hmm. Please show respect to. The Mystery Lodge, and if y'all are hungry, <laughs> there's a the Fridays. Yeah. Fridays. Yes, uh, Jack Daniel's chicken strips always in fashion. Well, 
Was was Mrs. Knotts was the we went to a breakfast buffet there like a couple years ago. Was that the same <laughs> room or is that a different? Mimosas and uh, and the breakfast and the buffet cl- at Mrs. Knotts. Um, no, they've redone it since then, but they it's it's nice. It, it looks like a new. It looks like a Frontierland type. That's uh, kind of a bummer to me though, because going in that one room. It felt like you could be in the middle of like Alabama in 1940, which yeah. is scary, but also like it does feel <laughs> yeah. timeless. I liked it. I'm I'm now very reticent to revisit the chicken. Oh, restaurant. but I'd be the first to say that I'm bummed that they redid right. it. I think so, you'd like it if you walked in. There's I like a bar in like there it. now. Really? And the food is still what it was. You get a ton of food for. Uh, you get this giant chicken dinner plate for like sixteen dollars yeah. with like a b- b- giant bowl of rhubarb. And there's a lot of people in there, especially older couples that are just in there for dinner. They're not even they wouldn't even think about going into the park Don't or Soak park. City or any of that stuff. They're just in there to have dinner and go back home and <laughs> is it free to just park and go to the restaurant? Like it's just like I a think restaurant. you can, yeah. yeah. It is, and well and here's so. the thing I'd like to say because I've done this several times. Highly recommend it. If you uh if you don't want to pay the Knott's Berry Farm admission, just go down to Buena Park uh, and check out all the the stuff that is that is free in the Knott's Berry Farm area. There's the chicken dinner restaurant, although you pay for that, obviously. Uh, uh, but you know, then there's like lots of oddball little shops. You can go hang out in the Knott's Hotel, uh, which has a, oh yeah, they have has, an on-site hotel. They've got yeah, and they've got a there's a fun little restaurant in there called Amber Waves. You can go get a nice <laughs> beer at Amber Waves. Is that the hotel where you can pay a fee and Snoopy will tuck you in? Yes. <laughs> we learned this from from Doug Jones, our friend, who will be on the show soon, I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah, you can have Snoopy come tuck your kid in, or presumably, <laughs> or you, you yeah, or you. Yeah. get tucked in. Um, yeah, like um, uh, Snoopy leave. will walk into the room. It's up yeah, to the person tucked, playing the Snoopy. Snoopy tucked me in. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> so Doug Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure if that was a, like somebody who was too into Snoopy. Uh, them in. uh, um, well, so you it. could you could just call downstairs uh, like Snoopy, please. <laughs> and, uh, um, Fifty dollars later, <laughs> college student like hikes up some stairs because he can't fit in the elevator. Kiss my forehead, Snoopy. Opens that door to a, a handful of swingers and eyes wide shut masks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Snoopy. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the party, Snoopy. Uh, um, the the yeah the general Knotts area, and also down there, these are unrelated to Knotts, but you can go down there. You can go to Medieval Times. You can go to the Pirates Dinner Adventure. We should cover all of these things at yes. some point. Uh, there's a weird McDonald's that used to have a simulator ride in oh. it, and uh, it no longer does, and yet it's still labeled on the outside McThriller. Um, oh yeah, that, that <laughs> well, this McDonald's that we went to yeah incredible has that um a big model train a big model train yeah it. yeah this is a whole mcdonald's that have novelties within them there aren't there aren't enough left uh, uh i try in dallas i tried to go to a mcdonald's that had like chandeliers <laughs> and we had to explain <laughs> to the lift driver where are you going like well we're going to a mcdonald's but it's like a weird mcdonald's and then we got there and it was just a normal mcdonald's oh. they had taken out the weird <laughs> stuff uh, um but yeah it's a it, it's a sadly endangered animal the weird right. mcdonald's um, but they got one of those down there. Uh, a really crazy, creepy mall that has a photo studio for fetuses. 
um, which uh, several malls do. I don't know if you see, like ultrasound uh, wow. photography. I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, that's what in Buena Park Mall? In the Buena Park Mall, oh, uh, uh, yeah, me, me and old Bug Maine <laughs> went, uh, <laughs> went down there, and there's like and the first thing we saw when we went up the escalator was like ultrasound photo studio, Oof. and it was lots of heart shaped frames with like with little pieces inside. Ooh, ooh. Buena Park is a real bizarre. I highly recommend go yeah, have go. a free day in Buena yeah. Park. On that one, so bizarre. This is your other dream job would be taking a, an, a like an announcer through an abandoned mall. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, There's plenty of them right now in America. Why am I not pitching a true TV on this <laughs> subject? Uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Scott, the mall guy. Uh, as you um, describe Wayne Park, uh, uh, it's crazy to think about Knott's Berry Farm. I don't know how many years ago, but it was up for sale. Mm. And Disney was considering buying it. Mm-hmm. And they briefly were trying to figure out, can we run the monorail from Anaheim to Buena Park? Which, not that far, considering how long monorail tracks they have in Florida. Sure. But they control all of the land under it in Florida. Like, they would have had to run an above-ground monorail through neighborhoods. So it was pretty much impossible. Wow, that's an incredible... That would be incredible, though. Yeah, I mean, it would be... Imagine it m- moving at, like, hyperloop speed. Or... Oh. oh. Yeah. It'd be there before you know it. <laughs> Disneyland and Tanats in 2.4 seconds. Uh, um, <laughs> you might, like, burst ventricles in your, uh, in your heart, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you get there fast. It'd be fine. Um, yeah. Uh, um, oh, wait, well, and also, there's a series of the weird thing to go back to something you mentioned earlier, the Church of Reflections that your parents were married in. Mm-hmm. They actually moved that. It was inside the theme park. Which is weird. I guess when they got married, it would it would have been you had to like. Did they have to pay admission to get married, or did they? Uh, no, it was. Uh, I think the park was free at the time, and I think the whole cost of renting the church was like one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my god! Wow. So Incredible. not a, yeah, very a very cheap thing. But then we went, I, going back as a as a teenager, the church was like under a roller coaster. It might have been under the boomerang roller coaster or uh-huh. whatever the, whatever it was. It was the first roller coaster I ever rode on, uh-huh. and uh, when I was like eight years old. And, uh, roller coaster going on uh, church. And I remember making the uh, sort of uh, at the time I thought it was a very a very cool writerly analogy of like this is where my parents got married, and their marriage was a roller coaster too. <laughs> <laughs> one day that'll that one day I'll like put that in something. <laughs> um, Have you put it in something? No. <laughs> in that's the great novel, they, that's much better than if you're. Uh, uh, the church is just next to a parking lot, or but then they, uh, or now planes. they've moved it. Um, yeah, now it's uh, now it's across the street. Also, in the free, weird free area, you can explore. There's a full, perfect replica of Independence Hall uh, that is uh, that was used. That is so perfect, it was used in the film National Treasure. It was like that much of a uh, double for the real Independence Hall. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can go from that to visit the Church of Reflection and reflect on the spot where <laughs> Ryan's parents were married. Uh, uh, <laughs> But they, they, yeah, weirdly, they moved it across the street. Uh, um, 
And now, and here's a weird, odd fact. I don't know if you know about the Church of Reflections, but there used to be a thing called the Transfiguration. It was a painting of Christ, and he looks sad and forlorn, and his eyes are closed. But if you shine a black light on it, his eyes open up. Um, I don't Whoa. know. There is a magic a black Whoa. light a college dorm Jesus painting. Oh, boy. Yeah. She whiz. I want one for over my bed. <laughs> Some might say that black light could be described as Poisonberry colors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy! Man. On that, we're sort of uh, coming back around, back around to the yeah. station. Uh, uh, <laughs> Incident-free, no robbery. Uh-uh. Um, have we missed anything big about? Uh, there's so much to talk about with with the entire park, but that's. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I think I think we're recommending it. Is yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. If you're you live in go LA, or if you're coming here, is that how this show works? Do you what, can you just shit on an entire park? <laughs> can you be like say, this? Just California Adventure? No. <laughs> you know we <laughs> haven't reviewed an entire park yet, so we don't really know our system necessarily. I don't know if we have a different one. What we've been doing for rides is a system which is uh, keep it as is. Uh, a plus it up or burn it to the ground for insurance money. Mm-hmm. And I do you, I, now. Do you do you land on one of those uh, four knots berry? What was the first one? Uh, uh, keep it keep as, as is. Oh, Don't change a is. single thing about. I think probably keep as is at the moment. And they have they also also I do think you could probably review individual rides at. Knott's Berry Farm, because they do have some pretty distinctive rides right now. They have Pony Express, which you sit on like a horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a roller coaster you sit on like a horse. Uh, they have a Silver Bullet, which is a pretty good roller coaster. They have some pretty good roller coasters. That, uh, I mean, and some, you know. uh, a couple of important ones. I believe the first roller coaster where you went upside down was at Knott's Berry. I think Corkscrew or well, something. Well, Corkscrew Montezuma's Revenge mm-hmm. is a famous roller coaster there. That and is th- the first ride that had, that had like a launch mechanism as opposed to you just like climb up, uh, you climb up a hill on like a hook on the track it was the first ride that launched you the way like you know oh, like, oh, yeah. like a hyperloop from uh, zero to oh, 60 is, that, like green? is that, that green it's coaster. yellow what? It's, I went uh, on a green coaster a big... there last time and it hurt my head so bad that might have been the boomerang before I think they that got was rid the bo- did they just how many get rid years of it? ago was it I don't know two years well I don't know some of them they really tried to be a coaster park in the night with like very minimal theming and then eventually they're like man we're gonna take some of these down and yeah, that, that is that is probably an stuff. issue with it. That was our complaint talking earlier is that they sort of added all of the roller coasters kind of willy-nilly and, and it doesn't, uh, like the, the theming from place to place doesn't make a lot of sense and uh, there's an area called the Roaring Twenties and then that's just full of a bunch of neon roller coasters and uh, yeah. uh, they don't do the best job of like cohesion in the place and I'm glad they've taken out a couple of those, Yeah, so. it's a little bit, right now the Old West stuff is, I mean this is three years ago, it's coexisting with the roller coaster stuff, the kind of tackier roller coaster stuff. And so there's really like some of that Old West stuff, I think, is still genuinely Old West stuff taken from Old West towns. And there's like a bottle house. I think there's like a bottle house where when you read the plaque, it's like this lady like built the bottle house out of her alcoholic husband's beer bottles. And you're like, oh, geez, this is like <laughs> very dark stuff. But and then that's sort of next to, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, you know, a the, scary the drop or whatever. Club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right that there are individual rides worth reviewing because we didn't even touch upon a newer ride where a steampunk 
octopus mm. yes, are destroying the park, mm-hmm. right? And you have to shoot them. Yeah, it's we went on this ride a couple ride. years ago. You're in Knott's Berry Farm in a lagoon, and there's a giant uh, robot octopus who you have to shoot lasers at. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> steampunk, like a wild, wild west. <laughs> Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giant spider in that. Giant octopus in this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we we have any- <laughs> my op- my opinion is certainly plus it up. My uh, I like all the old stuff. I don't like a lot of the non-themed roller coasters. Like the the thing I was talking about is the boomerang that green that's gone now. But like I want. Uh, you know, terrible uh, ride, by the way. A terrible ride, but <laughs> like a shitty roller coaster. A shitty roller coaster that really, like, I remember there was a part where because it goes like backwards, and I like yeah. clanged my neck against, and I could just, yeah. like, I felt like a crack in my Ugh. neck, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, like I'm hurt. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I think I just hurt. <laughs> me. I went on it at like eight years old, and I think I almost fainted. Yeah, um, it's terrible. So but you have rides that hurt you. I'll Nots. say this. It, it, the, the roller coaster should be themed better. It's called the boomerang. You know, put it, put at least the cue, the line in a in a enclosed space. Give me a Australian man robot. <laughs> Make it like he's throwing or something. We've got to get the whatever guy. Like the kangaroos are coming. We got to get away from them or whatever. Give me something like that. Yeah. Give me a little theme. theme it after uh, Baz Luhrmann's Australia. Baz Luhrmann's <laughs> Australia. Great, great idea. Uh, let's. I don't care if they're IPs. I don't care if they're original. I just think. There's too many rides in this place that just have a generic kind of Six Flags roller coaster name. Mm-hmm. And then give me some robots. Give me some story. That's what I like. I like it mixed with the thrills. So uh, I love all the old stuff. I love the chicken dinner. I'm going to love this new fancy downtown LA chicken restaurant vibe you're talking about. <laughs> Is it new, hot chicken? Is it chicken like concept. the hot chicken? Fra- cr- uh, 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 no. Uh, uh, again. I keep forgetting. Old Buzzy Miller. What was his name? <laughs> um, Buzzy Miller. Uh, Bob the, Will. Uh, the Texas, yes. Boys. Bob Texas Fun Boys. <laughs> the Ghost of Cordelia. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How dare you speak ill of my fa- precious roller coasters. Uh, um, so yeah, yeah. Because Knott's now just feels like it's half fun old park half six flags from the 90s it's caught in a bit of an identity crisis and clearly uh that's why i like those remodels of the of the calico mm-hmm. mine ride and the log ride it's that's getting you back to the uh the old timey charm and fun i think you're never going to compete uh uh in the, in the thrill area uh um so yeah i i like that it's a it's a historic uh, landmark yes. a little bit yeah. and they should play into that more they should really fun. play into it like you know every couple of years in hollywood they're like a, a western will come out out and be a hit and people will be like the western's back baby <laughs> open range or whatever was a hit and they should if uh not really embrace that as like we're the old west we're westworld or you know whatever the mm-hmm. western property mm-hmm. is if they took i guess it's all ip and everything yeah but i feel like people would come and just for the old west experience of it they have an old west stunt show there that's that's a lot of fun yeah pretty fun yeah and i know they're doing more we have, i haven't seen it they're doing more with like interactive like you go on a journey now in the old west town where you have like there's an adventure and you get you your to and to you're someone. part of it there's mm-hmm. a whole thing going on okay. which we have not tried mm-hmm. uh if Knotts wants to bring us down we'd love to try it if they're listening 
I'll withhold it's... judgment until I get to see it myself. Sure. Jason hasn't even been. Let's get Jason to knots. Make it happen. Make it happen, Make Farrell. it happen. We sort of insulted a lot of things as we went, and now we're uh, uh, demanding things. Uh, this is the most them. anyone's ever talked about Knott's Berry Farm. This is the longest conversation about Knott's Berry Farm ever <laughs> recorded, <laughs> and also ever. So, <laughs> even the employees there uh, talk about how their kids are doing <laughs> more yeah. than they talk about. Um, hey, well, Knott's, you're welcome. Uh, I guess with that, we're uh, heading back to the station. <laughs> you, uh... Choo-choo, we're back in the station. <laughs> um, that's what you say when you when you land back at the choo-choo. station. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. And we Hey, uh, Ryan, uh, thanks so much for being here and sharing your Knott's memories. Uh, uh, it's been a it's been a roller coaster of a conversation. <laughs> oh, cool, um, man. Cool. That's wow. a pretty neat analogy. Might have I used that? I think. Uh, well, I, I mean, I feel like I thought of it. Oh, so, uh, uh, hey, uh, uh, anything you'd like to, to plug or, or say? The closing thoughts here. Uh, I don't really have any closing thoughts. Thanks for uh, having me on. And uh, I don't know. To plug, I would maybe. I'm, I, I do like this idea about you going to malls. I, I, that's more of a thing. It's more yeah, of a actually. pitch to you. Hmm, sure. We will but, take it up stairs to starbirds okay, right great. now and take it general yes we have uh, immediately uh, lost our exclusivity uh, with this, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm, look I'm, I'm fine with that and some of those malls have like weird like have been retaken by nature in those weird swamps you yeah. can go to yeah no thanks for seeing uh, uh, <laughs> the idea I should have been doing all along uh, well that's the next project this is the last episode of podcast the ride so I can focus uh, on television no I'm thrilled projects. thank you guys for having me on podcast the ride this is uh, <laughs> uh, ooh, I, and I hope you guys are all driving safe. I like to say that now. Watch the road. <laughs> laugh, laugh, love, but watch the road. <laughs> Wise. And enjoy the rest of your day. And you, know, you all enjoy your day. Mike, Jason, any closing? Well, wait, Conta- go to podcast. Con- uh, yeah, contact us at uh, Podcast the Ride or, on Twitter or the Podcast the Ride at what, at Gmail? At Is that gmail. right? I always com. forget it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or our personal Twitters, and you can find that. We don't need to say them. No. They're all linked on our, our Ooh, show Twitter This is account. some kind of dating thing for you guys. Well, for Jason, for me. certainly. Oh, okay. If there's right. any okay. Jason single, and if anyone uh, likes all this bullshit, like, <laughs> tweet at him. <laughs> um, okay. this, like, you know you, he's in. If this gets you going, like, like tweet at Jason. Please don't murder me with an oversized turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> but you're into someone lightly beating you with a turkey leg. Oh, yeah, knock me around all day long. <laughs> is that part of the new restaurant? That just... <laughs> a lady that's a that's part of the hotel service. Oh, boy. Snoopy will beat the shit out of oh, you. Civilization <laughs> is crumbling. Um, <laughs> thank you, Snoopy. Just hit the button weird stuff on the Knott's phone. Uh, <laughs> hey, folks, uh, uh, thanks, thanks so much. You've survived Podcast the Ride. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Right. Happy Rusty Trails. <laughs>